another episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello everybody and welcome to The Horror Show, a show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hey, wait, just real quick. Your your thing's still on, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, just wanted to make sure with the power and stuff. <clears throat> oh, hello, Joe. What's going on? Nothing, man. We just had a fun-ass bonus episode. That was great. We did, we did, we did. Um, I just said we did a thousand times, but we, we uh, <laughs> off to a great start. Um, we talked about the Star Wars holiday special oh, with yeah. our buddy JP from the Knights of Pin, who did the pins for us. Yeah, and let's let's give him like like an adequate shout out, which we discussed because we actually didn't even have him plug it at the end of the fucking episode, like a bunch of fucking <laughs> schmucks. That's, <laughs> that's right. So, so like, and I in my head, dude, like. This afternoon, I was like, let's make sure to let him plug himself. So he is at Instagram at the Knights of Pin. Um, and he sells Star As Joe pointed out, we've never actually told anyone what he does. Um, he sells Star Wars merch. Like, uh, I don't want to say DIY, but unlicensed, cool ass Star Wars stuff. Um, including pins and like great they're amazing and they're they're really um i I guess i would say for like the more diehard fan not maybe not diehard but just like shit that you're like oh like i know what he's talking about like deep deep cut references right fans fans yeah and and that's why he's so cool to talk to and like that's why i love his pins so much because it's just people like that like when you're already a fan of something and you talk to people like that they just get you even more excited because they also like geeking out over things that uh, a Fairweather fan wouldn't necessarily know. Right, right. And I, and you could tell in the episode, he kind of had a similar reaction that we've had when we've talked to people about things that we like, where we mention something and he's like, oh my God, holy shit. And like we opened up like his like floodgate where he probably wouldn't have mentioned it had we not done it because he would have been like... Like we are, right? Like we're like, uh, like when we talked to Corey Taylor is like a good example, right? And we brought up fucking exploitation movies, and he's like, "Oh, you mean like this?" And we were like, "Holy fucking shit!" <laughs> and it just opens up like a whole other window of conversation uh, with somebody. So uh, that was, that, dude. I had a blast doing that with him. Yeah, and maybe we do the Ewoks movie <laughs> for Patreon. I'm with it. I'm all for it. Awesome. Um, house cleaning before we start this episode next weekend, the 26th, the day after Christmas, we are doing curtains live show 9 PM Eastern standard time. Um, by the time this is released, I'll put a link on our website. I hate horror.com. Um, there will be a link there. If you're not Patreon member, you can buy your tickets for $15. I'll post that for, on, um, Instagram also. Um, do that, buy your tickets. I'll send you a link. Um, I think I can send it, uh, actually this week, probably Monday or Tuesday. I'll be sending it the link out, um, in advance. 
Um, Patreon members, of course, uh, the the Mango Expert tier, they get the tickets for free. That's $15, and that's patreon.com slash IHateHorror. Uh, I'm excited, dude. I'm so pumped. I, I've actually, I was like a little bit upset that it wasn't this weekend. I love our live shows. They're great, man. And I think you're going to probably like them more when you move out. <laughs> Without a doubt. Uh, you know, the last one was really fun. This one. So, so to back up for those who weren't on the IG live, um, I'm, well, actually to back up even further than that, thank you to everyone who reached out last week. Cause I, I felt bad. Like I know I felt tired and I was, I was out of it and people were like, you know, we could tell, but it was still all good. So thank, thank you for, for your unwavering support. <laughs> but, uh, I'm, I'm back on the sunroom. Next to a, a stack of wood, um, <laughs> it is cold. Uh, I, I had a space heater that turned off, and I had another one in my car from when I moved. And I went outside, and it's honestly it, – it's fr- not exaggerating. It's warm. No, it's warmer outside. <laughs> like, it was nice to step outside. Also, um, <laughs> sorry. Will your dad blame you for ruining the wood with your talking? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Did it, 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 I, I know I've shared with you, and I won't go into too much detail. Uh, we, we can say it for another time, but it's a fucking headache. <laughs> <laughs> Claim they shut the door too hard. Now, 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 he's asking, now, yeah, now, now, now he's looking at quotes to replace the glass in the window. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sure you told your brothers about this, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, they Were they like what they, the fuck? They, they, <laughs> <laughs> it's no, no, they're not what the fuck. I mean, my brother Matt, he just moved out, you know, last years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, he knows. So he, he knows, knows yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, that's fucking funny. He claimed claimed that uh, we did <laughs> we didn't shut the shower off all the way, so the water dripped all night. Would <laughs> you would just go in and turn it off? Hold on. Uh, no worries. What happened? Your car alarm went off? Yeah, my mom said, because there's been a, a series of break-ins in the neighborhood, and I guess my alarm started going off, and then it turned off immediately, which is weird because my keys are, I'm looking at them. Um, I don't know what it was. I walked around. Nothing out there. I thought she was going to be like, hey, I can hear everything you're saying. <laughs> I know. I was so scared. <laughs> I was so scared. Your dad's crying. <laughs> Just hurt his feet. <laughs> Your dad's devastated. <laughs> now he won't be able to sleep again. It was worse, worse than the water. Drip. Worse than the water dripping that he could have turned off. Uh, how much did I say of that? Uh, you just said that. Uh, that's all you said was that the water was dripping. Oh, oh yeah, he claimed that we, we were not shutting the shower off the right way, and it's causing the water to drip all night, which is causing him to stay up all night because of the dripping, and then now he's having terrible headaches. And I'm like, well, A, that's not true, because as you as you were saying that, I was standing next to the bathroom, and there, I, there wasn't a single fucking drip. Like, the, the bathtub was dry. And also, I mean, you know, it, it, you know I get that... Even if there was a drip, it's not his fault. So it shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't necessarily be his responsibility to correct it. But if it's fucking keeping you up, like, you know, just go turn it off. <laughs> it seems like a pretty easy solution. Instead of just laying, like, like it was really causing you to just All lay night. there awake for fucking hours. I mean, give me a break. 
<laughs> I feel like we should have like a second podcast where we just interview people that know your dad <laughs> and, uh, and just talk to them about stories about him. Because like your brothers, even Tina would be like <laughs> fucking hilarious to see. Although when, whenever I talk to Tina about him, she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't see anything wrong. <laughs> Well, 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 well. She's oh, living here now. I, 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 yeah, yeah. The tide has finally turned. I remember yeah. you would tell stories, and she's like, "I've never seen him behave this way." And you were like, "Okay, it, dude, dude, Paul." No, so, like, it's one thing if I say it because, like, obviously, I could, uh, I might be embellishing, or like, because it's my directly right. impacts me. But like, Paul and Brian would would tell stories. And <laughs> I can't believe this. Like, this is like, this doesn't sound right. Oh man! Well, speaking of traumatic childhoods, <laughs> we're doing uh, a movie. Dial code Santa Claus, aka three six one five code Perry Noel, aka Deadly Games, aka Game Over, aka Hide and Freak. <laughs> Hide and Freak was definitely the name they missed out on. <laughs> That's. <laughs> That is easily the best one and the most appropriate. For um, really, honestly, yeah, probably. Do, do in in the Instagram before you hopped on, there was a minor debate about whether this was a horror movie or not. Thoughts? Okay. Um, I'm fine with it being considered a horror movie. Uh, yeah. So so we'll obviously go into more detail. Uh, to answer your question, I'm going to say yes, uh-huh. and I think the guy who played Santa Claus is genuinely unsettling. <laughs> I, I think, Most unsettling. I think that guy is a fucking creep. Like, <laughs> and I, the, the movie the movie kind of disappointed me in a way. Mm. I, I didn't dislike it, but I, th- I think the last act, they could have done more. I think they could have gone harder, and, and the trailer led me to believe that it would have. But I think the, the first... The first act when when you're being introduced to this guy, yeah. Every time he's on my on the screen, my honestly, my skin crawled. Like he he skeeved me out so badly. Even the first scene, it's just kids having a snowball fight, and he just waltzes in, and his like aura just like unsettles you. You're like, what the fuck? Like, this guy is no good, dude. And the kids run away, and the kids are like, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> and he just there is a scene. Shows up. There's a scene, which again we'll, we'll talk about, but there's a scene where he's playing a mall Santa, and the girl calls him fake. And this get this, get this guy a fucking Oscar because this guy conveyed such such unadulterated rage and anger directed towards this girl that I honestly like like I was like this is very intense, like this is really making me uncomfortable. <laughs> there there are some great moments in this, but as we said, and I think we talked about this last week too, the. The trailer made this out to be something different than what it was. To, to be fair, that trailer was made in 2018, as I discovered. This never saw the United States until 2018. Um, okay. So, so uh, did they... Did they? Because, you know, when you watch the trailer, you're like, wow, this seems very recent. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's got, like, higher-level graphics, and uh, it's, like, HD. And so I was, I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And that's why. Um, and they cut this. And by the way, the whole time they're showing quotes. Like, what do they call those? Like, quotes from people that review it. I forget what they call them. But 
Um, there's a name for it, but anyway, they're, they're showing them and it's like home alone, rip this movie off. This is crazy. And they're showing Which, like, they sued, <laughs> they did they sue. Home they home. did sue. I, I, and we talked about it last week where we said, maybe, maybe they shouldn't have sued home alone. <laughs> maybe it was a stretch to call this like a, a, a home alone copy. I agree. And I disagree, I guess. I, I think it, I don't know. I feel like in today's world, but I don't know. I think they might have taken the idea. I think they might have seen it and might have gotten an idea for it. Are they like rip off? Is it ripping it off? Kind of like I think it's kind of like a Dante's Peak volcano situation where okay those those ideas are out in the stratosphere at the same time. I don't think it's uncommon for right. Like pro- probably somebody not even involved with either movies was like, "Hey, this would be a cool idea for a movie," and then it right. just reached different parts, different people. And it's like, like a yeah, collective uh, consciousness, right? Like exactly. in that exactly. moment of time, like multiple people were just thinking of this similar idea, and, and that could be very well the truth. The weirder part is uh, this was debuted at a festival of youth and children films. <laughs> 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 not not where I would put it. Whereas Home Alone, yes, a very fun child's movie. This not so, not so much. <laughs> no, this is not a fun child's movie. It, honestly, it's, it's probably one of the most bleakest child's movies you can, you can think of. You know, there are scenes in this that were really effective in terms of, um, I don't know how you want to say it, like emotion where... where because I was expecting by the trailer, you know, like a Home Alone. I mean, you feel for Macaulay Culkin at parts in Home Alone, like Kevin, the character, being left alone. Like, they make a couple scenes where you're like, oh, that's sad. Dude, This there are scenes in this where this kid's crying out to his mom, and you're like, fucking heartbroken. Like, you're like, whoa, this is fucking yeah. heavier his than I expected. dad's dead, his mom's working on Christmas Eve, this kid just wants to believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> and Santa's trying to kill him. Sam's trying to kill, and honestly, the dog scene was fuck. Like, if you're going, if you're going to introduce, so so so, I guess this is a good point for like spoilers for those that don't like animal killings. Which, if you do, please stop listening. But (laughs) you you know, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't word it as like those. Yeah, I shouldn't word it as like those who don't like it. Like who who would like that? But but you know, if if that bothers you, uh, there is the death of a dog in this movie. Um, If you're going to introduce. Santa, the killer doing that, like that's his first kill. I would expect the rest of the movie to be batshit and like ramp it up from there. Right. And that's like that's like it. It's, and then it's like, the, what was the point of that? Like you could have had him just as many. He's a home and it's a home invasion. Like he's still fucking scary. You didn't need to kill the fucking dog. And the he, weird thing about that obviously d- pissed me off. That weird thing about that dog scene too was, to me, in my head while I'm watching that moment. I'm like, okay, this is how... Because the whole time, this kid is dedicated to Santa's real. And by the way, he's supposed to have, like, this enormously huge IQ. (laughs) But (laughs) he believes Santa's real. And the whole time, I was like, when will he learn that this guy is, like, a killer, right? And not Santa Claus. And so, the dog scene happens, and it's pretty quick. And I was like, oh, there it is. Like, that makes sense. That's a good way. I mean, it's not a good way, but it is a good way to be like, that's not Santa. (laughs) However, an hour later, when the movie is still going on and this guy's trying to kill this kid, he's like, why is Santa trying to kill me? (laughs) So, so I actually think they explain that in the movie. And I, 
They do a little bit. You're right. I'm trying to think because I did watch Joe Bob's special and I was pretty damn drunk while watching it. I don't remember much and I don't want to steal what Joe Bob said, but I, I feel like that's a belief that if you like stay up and see Santa Claus, he pretty much is like a Krampus type thing. You know, he, so it turns like evil. You're right. Dude, I don't know how you remember this shit. If I don't write down notes like, and Joe watched this last week. If I don't write notes down <laughs> from last night, I don't remember fucking shit about the movie. Joe is a hundred percent right. The mom told the son the night before or that day that if you, cause like the kid was like, I'm going to catch Santa. Cause he's like this tech genius. Right. So he's got cameras fucking set up everywhere. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to catch Santa. And the mom's like, listen, if you keep staying up and you try to see him, he turns into an ogre. That's it. That's ex- yes. That's and the kid was like, really? And she's like, yeah, he turns into an ogre and is really nasty. And he's like, Oh, Okay. And then, so Joe is 100% right. They do explain it out, but still, <laughs> to see it kill your dog, and this kid's supposed to have, like, a super high IQ, uh, at some point, he should be like, wait, <laughs> you know what? This might be fake, and this guy might be trying to fucking kill me. Um, How about that Bonnie Tyler song, the Christmas song? Joe. Which, I hate the song. I, I, I think it's a terrible <laughs> song. But, that being said, I think it's... It's you. It's so like uh, it, it. It contrasts so much with everything that's happening because it's such like an upbeat, cheerful, like dreamlike beat. And it's always playing when this fucking guy just looks insane. He's like spray painting his beard, or he's about to like he wants to molest some kids, and it's, it's very it, it's very very effective at making you feel uneasy. It is creepy as fuck. I had no idea that was Bonnie Taylor. I think it's insane that like this little French film got Bonnie Taylor. Not that she's like a huge star, but in the eighties, she was probably like a little bit total eclipse of the heart. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, she probably, and at at 89, she, you know, she's probably got a pretty steep price tag at that point. Um, to make, have them make a custom song for your fucking movie is made it for this movie. Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking believable. People said that in the IG chat. I was like, I, I could not believe them because I, I heard the song and I was like, this is crazy. And just assuming it was just some random like American ripoff song, and, which there are plenty of those, by the way, throughout this. I have the tiger ripoff at the beginning that they didn't definitely did not play licensing for. <laughs> that that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Almost identical. Dude, Almost identical. There, you would be sued. So that was like that was like the WCW theme songs. Like they were almost identical. And I remember even as a kid in the ni- late nineties, I was like, "How are they getting away with this? <laughs> like, <laughs> this makes no sense." Um, but yeah, no, they had to have used the uh, they had to have used the the Vanilla Ice. Defense, like, oh no, there's an extra dunt there. Yes. <laughs> no, theirs goes do 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 do. Mine goes do 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 do. Vanilla, your beats don't end in a question mark. <laughs> oh man! So this movie, uh, the name is based on Dial Code Santa Claus is uh, a reference to a sign we see once and is kind of, I guess, the setup to the movie, which is uh, they use these computer systems, these old school computer systems called uh, Minitel, which was before the fucking internet existed, right? 
It was invented in France. This is this blew my mind. I actually did research on this because it blew my mind. Um, it was accessible through telephone lines like the internet, and it was the world's most successful online service before the World Wide Web. It was invented in France. It was active until 2012. And in 2009, <laughs> it had 10 million connections a month on it. They were probably doing some shady shit on it, though. At the, uh, I mean, I mean, dude, if this guy was using it in the 89, <laughs> like, honestly, it, it seemed very realistic. Like, this was a thing that was going on at that time. First of all, the guy was accessing it in the middle of a street, yes. which was yeah. fucking bizarre. But, like, it's crazy that, you know... Now in 2020, there's still very much talk about trafficking and, and yep. predators. And honestly, ever since the internet's been invented, that's always been put into movies. And it's crazy to see this happening before the World Wide Web. Like, which just means it's people insane. just always have to fucking ruin everything. <laughs> you have to ruin. Like, hey, hey, here's this nice way to talk to people. And it's like, well, maybe I can abduct children with it. It's like, fucking kidding. You have to ruin everything. Massive scientific accomplishments. And people are like, yeah, well, maybe I could rape a kid with this. Yeah, like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, on Minitel, you could buy stuff. They had online shopping. They had all sorts of cool shit on it. Um. And yeah, but it was like mainly a message board and, and I just, that kind of like fucking blew my mind and they use it. And can I say one thing about this movie that I don't, I don't know if I want to call it a positive or not. It is a positive to me. Every movie from like 1988 through 19, uh, maybe even, to, I'd even say 2002, the way they portrayed the internet was so insane and fucking ludicrous. And even just computers in general. They were like, me, 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 me. And like, it was like insane bullshit. This was the only movie I think I've ever seen in that time period that portrayed it realistically. I would agree with that. Up until the cameras, up until the security camera thing. But even up until then, he was using CAD and it was loading like shit. It was loading like dog shit. And I was like, that's amazing. Because usually it's just like. Like even like Clarissa explains it all computer where she's like, I made a video game. And, <laughs> and, and, and it was like their exact faces at a yeah. time where where everything was just 8-bit. <laughs> <It's like laughs> it was insane. And you were like, oh, that's amazing. Um, but in this movie, they did it like they just showed you, I think, real programs minus the, the gadget on his wrist and the, the security cameras. But... They weren't far off from the future. No, you're right. Like even even that predator, like he doesn't get the kid's address because no. he doesn't stay on so long. <laughs> so it <laughs> he gets was disconnected. Right. So it was like kind of cool and like yeah, it, it was it was good. Um, but basically, that dial code um, three six five one was how you would connect on this Minitel. And so you would dial that code and write Dear Santa, and then you would connect to a Santa through Minitel. Um, and we, I guess we'll get to that scene. We can we can go over the rest of it um, before. So as we talked about, uh, the guy, we meet the Santa at the beginning as kids are throwing snowballs. Um, and this guy just walks up. By the way, not just a Santa at this point, just looking like a disturbing fucking like a fucking freak grizzly ass. <laughs> He shows up, Freak Grizzly Adams shows up, and the kids are like, yeah, I'm out of here, and they fucking run away. And then we meet Thomas, our lead, who has the sickest mullet of all time. Mullet, yeah. 
<laughs> Unbelievable mullet. It is a mullet that you don't normally see in TV or film. Normally you see the short the short mullet with the crop top. This is yes. like wild 80s mullet that like you did yes. see kids with. <laughs> But, like, was alarming. One thing I wanted to highlight beforehand, and I don't know why the mullet made me think of this, but it's honestly (laughs) ridiculous that they sued Home Alone when C.S. Lewis could have sued the balls off of them because the kid has a fucking wardrobe that leads to Narnia. (laughs) He walks through his closet. Like, I mean, they live in a big house, sure, but he walks in that closet and it's honestly like a fucking wasteland, like a whole different universe. Whereas idiot grandpa hides for most of the movie. And this guy can't find because it's hidden in a wardrobe. A wardrobe. And also, fun fact about that place. He's like, yeah, my mom knows nothing about this place. How? It is the size of my house. It is enormous. There's a bridge. There's a bridge inside. That's what, dude, that's what I'm saying. It's honestly unbelievable because the house is big and we know this. But that would be... An entire other house, like, added on. It's impossible for it to be attached to the house and nobody knowing it's there. The house is big, but I didn't realize how big until there was, like, an outdoor shot later in the movie. And it's a fucking castle. It's unbelievable. It's huge. Still, there's no room for whatever this is. And there's definitely no way his mom doesn't know about it. There's, like, 3,000 square feet, uh, uh, like... (laughs) He's like my. He's like my dad used to put toys in here. You would need a fucking dump truck. It's it's just it's honestly a landfill. There's stuff everywhere. (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, Were you uncomfortable with him? Because when we meet him, he is working out to the Eye of the Tiger song. Were you uncomfortable watching a sweaty child work out? Um, it, it didn't. Cross my mind, to be honest with you. It bothered me a little <laughs> bit. Like, it was a zoom in on, like, sweaty kid body. And I was like, dude, come on. Like, the fuck are we doing? Uh, this kid is a nut, too, man. He is obsessed with Rambo uh, Which action I movies. I thought would come more into play. You know? That's what I mean when I'm a little disappointed. Like, I feel like sure. could have done more. Sure. For a kid that was obsessed... The whole first 15 minutes is him reenacting war scenarios and, like, basically murdering his dog, <laughs> like, harassing everyone in the house. And, and you're like, oh, this kid's ready to f- fucking take down a, a villain. And, and then the villain's yes. come and he's like, oh, I don't know what to do. The villain's come and, like, he does do... Honestly, Kevin McAllister would have fucking handled the Santa Claus, like he would have dismantled this guy compared to this kid. Kevin, Cause it, yeah, this kid, he, this in this opening scene, this kid is so well prepared. Like it looks like you could drop him off in Vietnam. <laughs> he, he would just hold his own, like make his way back, which he does not do later in the movie. No, no. In fact, he gets, he gets, in fact, he gets caught multiple by the villain. But the villain is just so fucking batshit crazy that he lets him go because he thinks he's a game. Like, that's the only reason that kid's still around. <laughs> and, and, and you're right. Multiple times. There are multiple times where if that villain had a fucking half of a brain or had any desire. Like, I don't know what the villain's endgame really was. But if he could have ended it much, much sooner. Dude, this, I've never seen. So, like, in Home Alone, right? You have these villains, and and they get close to him, but never that close, right? 
right? They're, they're, they're always within arm's reach, but just never there. This guy at one point is holding, <laughs> holding, yes, yes. holding him from behind, <laughs> whispering in his ear. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, and like Kevin, I mean, in, in Home Alone, I mean, I know we talked about it last week, but like, Kevin tricks them so they step on huge-ass nails. Like, the kid could have, at the very least, have done that, you know, at some point. Just, like, put something that the guy slips on. He does none of that. <laughs> Kevin McAllister was so much more prepared. At, at, but he, this is this is where I was like, they can't sue. They, they couldn't sue him because, honestly, Kevin McAllister did so much better of a fucking job. <laughs> yeah. This kid, this kid... It was not so much. He he's playing with his dog at the beginning, and his dog you you find out is who he uses as the bad guy in his little Rambo game. Um, so playing is using the term lightly because this is like severe animal abuse. <laughs> he at one point like sprays the dog in the face with something. I don't even know what. I assume it's a water gun, but who the fuck knows? Then throws. <laughs> he has a. <laughs> A trap door with a net. A trap door with a net. Joe, that is one of the most unbelievable things <laughs> you could put in there to make me. I was like, wait, am I supposed to hate the kid or like him? Because he hits the dog with like three ninja stars and the dog starts running away. <laughs> he activates a trap door, which drops the dog <laughs> into a net. <laughs> Poor, poor fucking dog. And they show the dog in the net, like, struggling to get out. And I was like, this is a fucking nightmare, this dog. (laughs) I'm going to say something, maybe because I'm drunk. When the guy kills the dog, maybe the dog was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Come on. Peace at last. Peace at last. (laughs) Dude, this kid is just fucking trying to kill him all the time. (laughs) But it's like Nerf guns, you know. All right, fine. Oh, man. Also, we find out that the kid, because there's, while he's playing with the dog, there's all these war sounds in the background that you assume is just, like, <laughs> added to the movie for fun. <laughs> and then when he's done playing with the dog, he goes to the basement and turns off the tape that says war sounds on it. He is piping that through the entire <laughs> the entire fucking giant chateau that he lives in with, like, eight servants, his mom and his grandpa. <laughs> like, what a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that in your house and see how your family reacts. <laughs> Just play war sounds all morning. <laughs> and then he immediately starts harassing his grandpa, getting on the loudspeaker, being like, wake up. <laughs> the kid's not painted as a great kid in this first moments, but then he softens up later on. He does. Which is, as we said, he should not have. He <laughs> yeah. softened up at the completely the wrong, wrong time. <laughs> Uh, we learn about the family, um, and, and it is like a genuinely sweet family. His his dad is dead. Um, his mom is there. She's a badass uh, businesswoman, um, which was cool to see. The dad is, or not the dad, the grandfather, Pappy is, who born. appeared to be dead the first time. That you <laughs> <introduced> <laughs> lying in that be, bed appears to be dead in several <laughs> other scenes in the movie. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's basically blind, right? He can't see for shit. Right. And then one of them had diabetes. I didn't realize until the end, it was the old man, but I thought it was the boy. Um, but the, the, the father has diabetes and she's like, make sure you give him his insulin. 
so that that that's a thing <laughs> that, you, <laughs> that you have to remember <laughs> oh man and we learned that the mom's like very busy at work she is a she is a hard-nosed businesswoman and the kid kind of gets it. He's like, here comes your cohort. And she's like, all right, I got to go for the day. It's Christmas Eve. Um, and that's that. And we learned also that Thomas is like a computer genius. Yes. But also, <laughs> they make sure to bring this up. The mom explains this in vivid detail. She's like, yeah, he's the smartest kid I know. It's insane. And also believes in Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> And the guy's like, that's weird. And she's like, it's great. I, was like, mm, I don't know about that. I feel like on an IQ test, one of the questions might be like, so does Santa visit you? <laughs> <laughs> and you probably get deducted points for that. Uh, but he's super high IQ, loves computer programming. So, you know, he's got the smarts. We learned that. And we also learn about his friend Pilo, 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 which is like the f- funniest, silliest little French name. And the kid, the kid lives up to the, <laughs> the name. He is such a little shit. And I, I needed more Pilo in this movie. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know why why they didn't utilize him more. It was crazy, and because like the, he's talking to his mom, and he's like Pilo says, and the mom's like. Pilo's an asshole, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and then we meet Pilo, and he is a fucking asshole. He's like, why do you believe in Santa, you stupid idiot? And the kid's like, well, look, I'm talking to him on the internet. And Pilo's like, that's a fucking pervert. <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. He's totally... Yeah, I was going to say, maybe, maybe Pilo is the actual IQ genius. Because <laughs> um, they get on the Minitel, and they're talking to this guy, and... The guy's like, hey, let's play together. Give me your address. And Pilo's like, dude, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and Thomas was like, no, it's Santa Claus. <laughs> like, take away that fucking genius uh, accreditation. And, and I just want to highlight, in 89, this is honestly probably a, a terrifying premise for parents. Like, you don't talking to Santa on the internet and it's, it's just a being fucking a fucking pervert. Predator. Yeah and, yeah, and you know what? Maybe they might have even thought that this was like unrealistic. You know, um, I actually just recently rewatched that video of David Bowie. Have you watched that video of David Bowie talking about the internet? And I in, have in like '98, yes. where he is like, he's like, "This is huge," and the guy from the BBC is like, "Come on, it's just the fucking internet." <laughs> and he's like, "What? What could happen?" And David Bowie is like. Good shit, great shit is going to come from it, but equally bad shit is going to come from it. Like really bad stuff is going to happen, but it's also a great place to interact and you'll be, it's, he's like, it's going to remove the like veil of musicians and how cool they are and shit, which is a hundred percent accurate. Like he, yes. he saw that a hundred percent way beforehand. Um, and I, so I feel like there was a group of, I mean, most people were probably like, it's ridiculous. It's just a fucking computer. <laughs> That could never You're right. happen. You're right. There probably is a lot of uh, people think it's just a fantasy. And like, and think about it in 89, like this is before the, even the internet and they predicted fucking child predators on the internet. Yeah. That's insane. Crazy. The only weird part about this is he was preying on Thomas beforehand and then later ends up, ends up 
you know, stalking Thomas, but not because of the Minitel, but because he got fired. Right. Yeah. So like, it seems like a weird, (laughs) weird, very weird coincidence, a weird coincidence and a weird reason to name the movie about the one thing that was like the coincidence part (laughs) and not the main part of the movie, which is why freaky hide and freak was the better name. (laughs) (laughs) Well, after he talks to Thomas on the Minitel, he goes to apply to be a Santa, which he gets the job for. Um, and we'll, we'll see. This should have, you know, I would like to think serious vetting for who you're going to let be a, a, a mall Santa Claus. Joe, what was it? They couldn't. You just look at this guy and you're like, you know what? We're good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Because we saw in the opening scene, kids literally ran away. The guy did nothing <laughs> wrong. He just showed up, you know? <laughs> Because he had, he just has that appeal, you know. Joe, this guy yeah. looks. Imagine what this guy smells like. <laughs> and it's Christmas Eve, and he's like, uh, "I want to be Santa." I'd be like, "Get the fuck out!" I'd rather have no Santa than you, asshole. <laughs> I agree, but the, the, the entire mall itself was the most chaotic, like anxiety-inducing thing I've ever oh seen. Oh my god, hundred percent. I would have left so fast. A hundred percent. Hey, do you do you watch these scenes now with like crowded public places and get a little bit anxious because of COVID? Uh, actually, that didn't even cross my mind. I I just don't like people. So that's, like, when I see crowded places, I'm like oh god, a fucking. I mean, me. I I'm generally the same, but now I watch some of these scenes where it's um, crowds or people like right next to each other's faces that are strangers. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I get anxiety about COVID now watching movies. I'm like, oh, and I, it honestly seems weird to me. That has not, I have not had that effect. Oh man, it's fucking probably weird. Because when I watch movies, I, I just try to escape from like everything that's, 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 going on that's fucking true. And it's probably what I should be doing instead of being <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> More COVID. My dog is like doing fucking something up. Do you hear that? I did. Yeah. The fuck is that? It's my fucking dog. Like, hang on. Let me go fucking. Let me go take care of this. Hang on. I'm gonna go fucking dial code Santa this dog. Hang on. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it was the fucking dog, dude. You go up there and you look at it, and the dog's just staring at you like it's not doing anything. <laughs> I fucking heard you. Like, what the fuck. Um, so we got the Santa, he, he applies to be Santa he gets the job somehow, which is madness, fucking madness. (laughs) Um, back at home, we, and and this will come into play. So we should talk about it back at home, Thomas and, uh, pet Pappy or whatever his name is. Uh, they're working on cars and he proceeds to let this child drive a car. around um peppy's the fucking best agree he's a great guy um so the kid can drive uh he also we also see him develop the security system for the house um he's got it all hooked up to his computer he's got cameras everywhere and he's going to be using this to try and trap santa claus at first you're like wow this kid's really trying to keep the house safe and then you find out it's literally just to find out if santa's fucking real uh 
And he, he gets it to work, man. He gets cameras to work and he, he has this wristband. I think, you know, I thought the wristband was cause he had diabetes, but now I'm confused. Anyway, I don't know. anyway, cause I, I'm pretty sure he mentions that the wristband is for, maybe it was like a translation issue. I feel like the kid has diabetes, <laughs> but <laughs> so does grandpa. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but back to the, the mall Santa, he, he's, he's at his gig and this is at the mom's job, right? Yes. And, and the, the reason he got hired so short, which they kind of cover their bases on everything in this movie, right? It's actually kind of crazy. She had a meeting at the beginning of the movie where she was like, I want jugglers. I want zoo. I want everything there. And they're like, hey, it would have been good to know this like a month ago. And she's like, well, kids believed in Santa a month ago, which I didn't f- fully get. But I think she was saying the Minitel ruined. Ending. Yeah. Because like the Minitel was like not like Pilo made fun of it and was like, yeah, it's just canned responses. Right. So I think I think that's what we were led to believe. And so like it kind of covered its basis. So she was like, I want Santa. I want everything. And this is why they had to hire a Santa last minute. Which is kind of like great that they put that attention to detail in this. Um, so he's he's seeing the kids, and this girl goes, "I don't like your face. You're not the real Santa." Pulls his beard down. He slaps this little girl across the face. Dude, it is so unsettling. <laughs> and, and I said it before. The the rage that he conveys in like his face, like this guy is a fucking genuine psychopath. This actor makes me feel so uneasy. Oh my! There's god. another scene that he does uh, shortly after that. It's just like, oh my god, you are fucking terrifying, <laughs> dude. It, it, he is deranged. I, I, he <laughs> should have played deranged Santa's more. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good deranged Santa Claus. I probably said the same thing in like Tales from the Crypt, those segments where they did it. Um, I just, I love a good deranged Santa Claus. It's just like the ultimate fucking terrifying thing. And I'm, and I'm pretty sure I also mentioned this. There's a Spawn cover. Or I think it's Spawn where they have like this deranged Santa Claus on the cover. And it's like one of the most unsettling things I've ever seen in my life. And <laughs> like honestly scared the shit out of me. But, um, this guy's great. This guy's perfect for it. Um, and the mom, of course, the mom shows up and is like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, Santa goes to HR, which I thought was absurd. <laughs> and it is. Which, but- which he goes on his own accord. Like, you know, if somebody <laughs> does that, they should be escorted there immediately by, by people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, at the very least, escorted there and wait to be arrested. And they're just like, go up there. Like, why wouldn't he have just left? Like, the fact that he even went up there shows how deranged he is. He should have just went home, you know? <laughs> that honestly is a great point. That might show the level of deranged more than that this guy's thinking clearly. <laughs> because they left, they're like, hey, you better go to HR and own up to this bad thing you did on your one-day job. <laughs> Yeah, okay, guys. Um, but he goes to HR, and he overhears the HR guy, for whatever reason, is like, yeah, we got to deliver the boss's kids some delivery stuff. 
So make sure you get that to them right now. And you have to deli- and, and hand give deliver their entire address. <laughs> yeah. So he goes downstairs to intervene. He goes to the delivery area and you're, you're assuming he'll be, he'll be uh, dressing up as a delivery guy, right? To get in. Yep. Yeah. That, that's not what happens, but <laughs> we'll find out shortly. Uh, meanwhile, back at the house, Thomas and grandpa, they have a, philosophical discussion about Santa <laughs> while playing Dungeons and Dragons or, or something very similar. <laughs> They're playing D&D and talking about it and then at the same time being like, is Santa real? Who knows? And the kid's like... Relating it to like Napoleon. Never seen Napoleon. It's honestly the most like well thought out art. Like, <laughs> the kid's like, well, what about Napoleon? And the guy's like, well, and caveman. He's like, well, there's evidence for those. And he's like, well, I've never seen Santa's dead body. And he's like, Santa's not fucking dead, you idiot. <laughs> Thomas is like, oh, my God. This guy's got a fucking... <laughs> the, kid, the kid genius is like, Jesus Christ, this guy <laughs> got all the answers. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Thomas puts Gramps to bed. Um... And the delivery driver shows up and the car pulls up, the door opens and you're like, I know who it is. It's that fucking freak. Normal kid pops out. Young delivery driver goes to the back, opens the door. There's the fucking freak still dressed up as Santa (laughs) somehow in the back of the truck and kills the delivery driver, (laughs) delivery driver. Um, Great plan to get back at a woman that fired you that you feel you've been done wrong by. Well, first of all, if you feel you've been done wrong by that, you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) I mean, of course. (laughs) But but I did like that in this movie that 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 was the motivation of how he got there. Like, fuck you for firing me. Like, I I like that a lot, to be honest with you. I loved it. I thought it was fucking great because, I mean, he's unhinged. So he was probably like, you know, this is justified. To slap a girl across the face. Um, It was just so weird to build this up around the whole Minitel thing. (laughs) And then just be like, yeah, forget all that. Don't don't worry about all that bullshit. But I mean, I guess it showed how creepy he was. Like, we knew he was a creep to begin with. And it's just coincidence. Um, But... I don't know. I, I, I liked it a lot. By the way, do you recommend people watch this? It's tough. Tough one, uh, like right? I said, yeah. I, I think, I, I don't know. And I think, as I've said like three times already, I think the first half is really, really strong. I think they could have done more in the second half, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe yes, because this guy is genuinely a creepy, creepy killer. So if you like things like that, I would say yes. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think maybe it would be more enjoyable for most people not overanalyzing it. Um, I think Agreed. we're doing. I think as a show, we're doing better as not of not overanalyzing these movies. However, at the end of the day, we still have to like look at shit and be like, "That's fucking ridiculous." Um, yeah, perhaps perhaps if I didn't have to like, I don't want to say pay attention. Take you notes. Be paying attention when you watch a movie. Um, I didn't take notes. I have I have zero things written down. Um, right. I, I don't even have my laptop open right tonight. Um, and I watched it two weeks ago. Um, 
I, but I think if like I, I could have just zoned out and enjoyed it and not thought of like things I wanted to say, I, right. I might have liked the second half a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we have to fucking make jokes about the fucking thing. So, like, we can't just be like, this was great. <laughs> End of episode. So, you know, I, I think I would recommend it. Um, I'm not sure. It's definitely not like this is crazy. You're going to love it. But you might you might like it. I think you might. I think you might like it. Yeah. It, it's wild. I mean, it's weird. It's fucking weird that this exists. <laughs> Like, well, this scene right here, uh, which yes. I think he kills the groundskeepers, dude. He spray paints his beard white, and as, it's fucking. I've said the word unsettling a lot this episode. It's fucking unsettling just to watch a psychopath paint his beard white, and like he's grinning like a fucking lunatic for so long, dude. They show him fully painting his hair and beard with like the fake snow spray. That you use on like. Why would this kid not think he's Santa Claus? Like this guy looks exactly like Santa Claus, <laughs> and somehow comes down the chimney, which, by the way, is not really explained. <laughs> I thought that was the weirdest part. Was he came down the fucking real chimney? Because <laughs> he spray paints his beard. Um, Tommy, Tommy is. Oh, by the way, also. After he spray paints his beard, there's like a minute long scene of him sitting in a rocking chair, just staring and rocking yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking insane. Totally unnerving. Yeah. Totally unnerving. And you know, this this brings up something that is kind of random, but I watched uh I watched this season of The Crown, which is ridiculous. Okay. But it's about Princess Diana, right? This season. Yeah. Um, but in that period of time. There were two break-ins in Buckingham Palace, and it was by the same fucking guy who just climbed up, <laughs> who climbed up a fucking gutter and just walked into the fucking window. <laughs> right? Those, those are my favorite uh, crime stories because it always happens like that. And it's like people are always devising like these intricate plans to Massive break into plans. things, and whenever whenever it happens, it's usually just some guy that just walks in. <laughs> he was, just did it. He got drunk and went to Buckingham Palace and was like, I'll tell her off. Like, he was, like, pissed off about, like, like the way, the state of the, the fucking country at the time. He was like, I'm gonna tell that queen she's a bitch, and, like, fucking literally climbed up a gutter and climbed through the window. <laughs> and then, and then escaped fine no one caught him but they knew somebody broke in and they were like oh my god we have to fucking fix this and then like two weeks later did the same thing (laughs) and this time ended up in the queen's bedroom talking to her (laughs) (laughs) that's what we always i know we're getting off topic now but like we always talk about how conspiracy theorists give give everyone way too much credit it's like you could just like people waltzed Honestly, Buckingham Palace should should be the most secure place on Earth. Like, literally Earth, right? Like, <laughs> this guy just fucking waltzed in. Or, like, we, we just found th- there's a Dutch there's a Dutch oh, hacker yeah. who hacked into the president of the United States' Twitter account twice because he successfully <laughs> guessed what his password would be. And his password was, like, the most it was M-A-G-A like, one. <laughs> Me, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like that's why conspiracy, conspiracy theorists come up with such like 
Grandoy's schemes. It's like, no, it's way more simple. It's just that everyone's a fucking idiot. Like the conspiracy, the conspiracy honestly is that they're lying to us that we're that that we're secure and that that that's, they have a handle on things. Like that's the fucking conspiracy. That is the conspiracy. You're 100 percent right. The two passwords were he hacked in six years ago. The password was you're fired. <laughs> And the new one was Mega 2020 exclamation point. And they said it was his fifth guess. <laughs> Which makes it so much funnier for some reason to me. <laughs> Just going through like a list of catchphrases like it has to be. Like he probably guessed Mega 2020 like in a variety like three times and then was like, oh, you know what? He loves exclamation points. Let me just throw one at the end. Do you know how giddy that guy must have been? Like if I, but like if you were just fucking around and like all of a sudden you had access to the president of the United States Twitter account, I'd fucking lose my mind. I'd lose my mind. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, so I don't know why we are on talking about talking about him coming down the chimney. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know why though, but whatever. You're talking about the crown? You talking about I, the crown? I guess my point is that you can get into a castle pretty easily. I don't know. Okay. I, don't, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway. um... While this is happening, uh, <laughs> Tommy, I thought this was a fantasy. This movie is shot really funny. Um, I thought this was a fantasy of Tommy seeing a guy come down the chimney because he's under the, like the dining room table and the, the, the fireplace is there. And he sees Santa coming down, and it's very dreamlike, and you're just like... It's oh. playing that song, that fucking shitty-ass song. Yeah, and you're like... Oh, this is just like a fucking dream. He's dreaming of Santa. <laughs> and then his dog walks in and is like freaking out, right? The dog dog's barking kind of. Oh, dog does bite his arm trying to get him off. And the guy fucking stabs him with a pie knife. <laughs> now, that's silly that he would kill an animal with a pie knife. I mean, it's silly to use a pie knife as a weapon. But he's in the dining room. It's left there, perhaps, you know, makes sense. However, he uses that pie knife the remainder of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it is his weapon of choice throughout the rest of this movie, which is so funny. Which, what did he kill the delivery guy and the groundskeeper with? Um, That's a good question. We never see them. Well, we see their bodies later, but really not in detail. Um, So I don't know, because he just walks up to the door and they're like, are these guests for Tommy? And then that's it. So. <laughs> um, he runs into grandpa's room. But Santa is hot on their heels. And that is. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, how are they going to shake Santa? They're in a the house, right? <laughs> They're in the same house. Uh, at least in Home Alone, the guys were outside for the majority of the movie. You know, he kind of kept them at bay. Um, but this dude is loose in the house. <laughs> and you're like. This isn't going to work, but it does um, because him and grandpa escaped through a secret door, as you said, in a wardrobe <laughs> and they do take like this long ass journey through a wardrobe where like they're walking through various areas and then end up in uh oh, they end up leaving through a refrigerator 
Yes. To get to the car. Yes. Which we saw. Which, which is which is so funny because they're in like <laughs> they're in like unknown, like uncharted area in the house, which should be fail safe, right? Like right. Santa Claus doesn't know where they are. No, even the mother doesn't know that place exists. They should be gone. Uh, what's the point of it? Because as soon as they 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 come through this refrigerator, Santa Claus is literally right there. Santa Claus right there, waiting, waiting for outside the garage door. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> even argue that he happened in to be in the garage at the same time. He was waiting outside the garage door for them. It's so fucking useless to have a room like that. Like just stay in there. Then it's fucking ridiculous. And they try to escape, but the car is dead, which. Again, something they kind of tied into the movie. They were trying to fix this car. They were having issues with it. Um, so it's not unrealistic that this car can't start. Right. Um, what's unrealistic and bizarre is they open the garage door and see Santa. And he starts smashing the car with a sledgehammer. He smashes every part of this fucking car <laughs> except the windows. <laughs> However, that's not necessarily true. Before he starts using the sledgehammer, he he fucking headbutts the fucking front window and smashes it with his fucking forehead. <laughs> A sledgehammer would absolutely obliterate this front window. Like, he just spiderwebbed it, right? So if you used something that wasn't your head, you'd probably get into the car pretty easily. <laughs> but instead, he's hitting every other part of the car except that. Right. Which allows them to make a run for it. And then they end up back in the secret area that no one knows about, except his dad. And he's like, my dad and all of his dad and his dad's dad, they all left their toys in here. Which is the creepiest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Agreed. And also, the kid honestly has the wherewithal to be like, hey, Grandpa, like you're old and you're sickly. Like, Why don't you just stay in here and I'll go get us help, right? Yeah. Which, which he does, but then, but then for some reason he brings a fucking old guy out and puts him in a body, a body of, a body of armor, like a knight armor. So that's he's just what, completely immobilized. That's my favorite thing that happens in the whole movie. It's so fucking bizarre. The guy is safe. Like the guy is fucking safe. And honestly, I get it. Like you know, you need to go call police. So yeah, keep him in there and, and make a run for it. Like why are you bringing him out after? Putting him in a suit of armor. Do you know how much effort that would take to? <laughs> oh my god. Um, it's amazing. I, I love this. This movie is fucking silly as hell, but uh, for, you know, it's not as silly when you're watching. <laughs> um, let's see. Where are we? Uh, the Santa figures out the camera system pretty quickly. Right? Yeah. He, he, and he starts smashing them all Jeff Jarrett style with a fucking guitar for some reason. <laughs> the fuck he gets a guitar? I don't know. But he picks up a guitar and starts smashing the cameras with them. Um, and Tommy and the grandpa have this conversation where Tommy's like, I need to get to the phone. The grandpa's like, no, I'll do it. And the kid's like, no, I'm going to fucking do it. Um, and, and a very familiar scene for these movies in the late eighties, early nineties where they, where they mock Rambo. 
You know what I mean? Every yeah. scene in the eighties and nineties had the a close up of the close up of him you know, tying the the headband. Yeah, smearing the face paint. It was in literally every fucking movie ever, like during this period, where they were like, "Remember that movie Rambo?" <laughs> How did that sell? Like people loved that shit back then. If that happened today, where everyone mocked one movie, not even mocked though, it was like an homage, right? Like yeah, paid homage. Yeah. No one really hated. Everyone loved Rambo, so it was just like, remember this from this movie? Everyone's like, yeah, no, we we got it. <laughs> remember when it was better when it was done in the movie that we watched that we all loved. Um, and Tommy and Santa have their first showdown. No, I guess it's their like second third showdown (laughs) and this happens continually through the movie and i was shocked by it they run into each other constantly (laughs) as we said they're they're literally in arm's reach it's insane what 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 the kid does to get away from santa is never anything that's like extraordinary it just like no mildly annoys santa enough for him to like get away yeah And, and 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 it's so weird. They do it again, and we see them together. And for some reason, for some reason, for some reason, wow, that I just said for some reason like eight times. Um, also, I just finished a whole bottle of wine. Nice. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> um, this this Snoop Dogg wine. Thank you, Jay Hess. <laughs> I'm glad that you covered his name. You're like this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's saying anymore. Um, this is great. This Snoop Dogg Cali Red from 19 Crimes. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. By the way, you know what else we need to talk about? We need to talk about Australian doors at the end of the show. Okay. And shout out Dre for actually like sending me pictures, which I never shared with you, but I'll tell you about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we get these flashbacks. Tommy is thinking about his dead dog. Um. Because Santa's approaching Tommy, right? In the hallway. Tommy, Santa's coming up to Tommy. Tommy's like, I remember when I fucking abused my dog and opened the trap door. Which reminds him to open the trap door on Santa. <laughs> he also accidentally puts the house in full lockdown mode, like Batman style. <laughs> like giant metal grates come across the windows. So now they can't even leave the house, which is not great. Um... And the score at this point, besides the Bonnie Tyler song, is really just synthesizers, like a synth drum playing. And the sound effects of the actual movie slow down so much. So, like, you just hear somebody being like, (laughs) and it's like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) He gets to the phone, Tommy. uh, So, you know. This should be over. But Santa's on the other line. <laughs> he's already escaped the uh, net trap and he's picked up the other end of the phone and is like, I'm going to get you. Um, also, they are they are in the same attic at this point somehow also. Santa's <laughs> always in the same room. It's the biggest house. Santa might be really smart. You know, he just knows his every move. It's insane because, again, we said there was a 3,000 square foot room that supposedly no one even knows about. And somehow this guy navigates the castle flawlessly. <laughs> um, 
and Thomas escapes through the window and he's barefoot out on the, on the roof. He escapes through the, the attic root window. He's barefoot on the roof in the snow. He's shivering and he's crying out for his mom. He's screaming, mommy, mommy. And it's, it's legitimately fucking sad scene. You're just like, Agreed. this fucking Agreed. sucks. Like this poor fucking kid. He, he acts tough, but he's not at all. Yeah. He's tough. just a kid. He just wanted to see Santa Claus. Now he thinks Santa Claus is trying to kill him because he stayed up. <laughs> It's honestly terrible. It's not fucking automatic. <laughs> um, also, the mom. There's cutscenes with the mom that genuinely really don't matter. I guess we could skip them because throughout the movie, she just keeps trying to call home, and it's like that's weird. <laughs> no one's answering the phone, but then continues to work until finally, like near the end, and she's like, "I need until, to go like, home." Midnight. Yeah, dude, it's like ten minutes before midnight, <laughs> which I think they make a point to like, highlight because because she needs to get like the books. You know, yeah, yeah, the counting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you should probably go home. You have a child. <laughs> Tomorrow's Christmas. <laughs> She's like, I guess. <laughs> and then also crashes her car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, after that, Santa finds the uh, secret fridge. I don't know why he was <laughs> looking for the secret fridge, but he finds it. Much like he's been <laughs> everywhere else in the house. Uh, and blind, blind grandpa is very confused. He's like, who's there? And you see a blur of like Santa Claus, like dude, fucking run. (laughs) Um, and the grandpa does try to run and you think he's fucking dead. You you assume he's dead because the kid, Oh, Tommy's listening the whole time and he's running towards it. And you're like, Oh, this is it. Grandpa's dead. And somehow Tommy grabs him through another trap door. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> preventing Santa from stabbing him, but does not prevent Santa from finding that said trapdoor and, and then also leaving. It's <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. But in that span of time, the kid is now going to start. We're finally, you know, we're, we're deep into the movie. I'd say we're three quarters in, right? Yeah. And now is finally when the kid starts kind of setting up traps. Which I wish was m- the majority of the movie. I, I I think this movie would have been great. I would have loved it if the kids set up traps for like the last you know two thirds of the movie. But agreed. Um, like once he realized Santa killed his dog, that's what he should have been doing, and the traps should have been more effective. Like I said, it just kind of like makes Santa stumble once in a while. The traps, first of all, the traps. Some of them were devastating. <laughs> And and it really had no impact on the Santa whatsoever. <laughs> um, the first one, not so much. The second one made me laugh so fucking hard. Um, so the first one is Santa comes out from the from the the secret area, and he hears the grandpa being like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Um, so he starts following the sound, and he goes into the sauna, which would be a great hiding spot, goes in, turns out it's just the other end of the walkie-talkie. Um, grandpa's safely downstairs just talking into the walkie-talkie, being like, I'm sorry. Uh, the kid locks him into the sauna and fucking roasts him, right? <laughs> that was cool. I'm fine with that. Um, the kid's armband is also broken, so he can't unlock the house, which, okay, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is also funny because the grandpa's like, I love that they did this. The grandpa's like, I don't understand what you're saying. 
<laughs> like the kid explains the armband thing and the grandpa's like, what? And he's like, listen, I don't have time to explain to you right now if you fucking asshole. <laughs> it honestly might have been my favorite scene. Like it was the most perfect grandpa grandson scene ever. He's like, what? And the kid's like, listen, dude, I, I don't have time for this bullshit right now. Uh, the mom crashes on her way home. And then Santa gets out of the uh, the sauna somehow just by jiggling, which is fine. And fucking Pillow pillow makes his way back. Pillow. Pillow. Yes, yes. He shows up. And this is all while Thomas is trying to use a flame cutter to cut through the gates. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Santa gives Santa attacks Thomas and gives him a very severe gash with a fucking pie cutter, which is still his weapon of choice. And as you think he's going to kill Thomas, he's got Thomas, dude, Thomas is cut. He's hurt. He's laying on the ground. Santa's there. Pilo shows up on his bike and is like, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> and fucking takes off on his bike and Santa chases him for, <laughs> <laughs> like a mile. <laughs> Santa. Thomas, Thomas had so much time to escape. Like take grandpa and leave at this point. Just leave. Just fucking leave. Because there's also a delivery truck out there, by the way, <laughs> that you could take. Um, so much time. And, and the funniest part about this Pilo scene is he neither catches Pilo. And he, what what ends his chase is a car cuts in front of him that should have been that, that cop that car should have been like uh i'm calling the police <laughs> because there's a crazy santa chasing a child on a bike with a pie knife <laughs> with a pie knife and the car cuts in front of santa speeding by and the santa's like oh god damn it i lost him <laughs> it's such an unnecessary scene <laughs> it's so weird it's so fucking weird. And just gives another witness to all the crimes. Um, and that's when he hides Grandpa in the suit of armor. Which he constantly is talking to the suit of armor. And given that this fucking Santa Claus is around every corner, you'd think he would just stab the suit of armor in the stomach. But never does. Because he's con- every time Thomas walks into the room, he's just talking to the suit of armor. He's just like, I'm sorry, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. And then now, so to this point, I assume that Thomas knows this is not Santa. Because, you know, he's acting irrationally. But then Thomas goes on the intercom and he's like, listen, I know you're Santa, but you're a piece of shit. and You killed my dog. (laughs) And I don't want to kill you, but I'm going to have to. (laughs) My favorite speech ever. Um and then he continues to make himself a tourniquet on his cut on his leg. Give himself a brace with a broken fucking chair. Was his cut that deep? No, dude, it's a pie cutter. It's like a fucking scratch. I've never seen a pie cutter cut anything besides fucking pies made of like basically gelatin. Yeah, ice like, cream pie. Right. Like they don't cut shit. Um, and then a scene that was really bizarre, which was. Uh, Tommy buries his dead dog uh, during this. I could have completely done without it. Yeah, well, that's because it's alarmingly realistic. 
Yeah. Chill. I've never really, I've never seen my own dogs dead. I've had a lot of dogs growing up. They've always had to end up being put down or whatever. So I've never actually seen them. My parents went and took them or whatever. He's carrying this dog. I'm like, Maybe I shouldn't be talking about this on the show. I don't know. The fucking like tongues hanging out of his mouth. It's like fucking graphic. <laughs> like it, I've never it, really thought about that. Honestly, pissed me off. Like the, for a movie like this, like you don't need that. And that shitty fucking song is playing. It's just like, <laughs> and it's, like we could have used you know Rambo montages because the kid loves Rambo. But instead, they do a dog burial montage with like flashbacks, like. It's completely unnecessary for this movie. Also, P.S. shown at a children's film festival. (laughs) I just, and I know it was probably more of a group of adults judging children's film, but I love to think of a theater full of children just like screaming, crying, ruining their lives. (laughs) Santa Claus and a dead dog. The ones that even make it this far from a murderous (laughs) Santa are just like, ah, what the. Oh my god! Yeah, and, and like you said, there's like a romantic montage with him and his dog. It's it's like all the good times they had together. Yeah, it's like a, a completely oh. unnecessary. <sighs> um, I don't know what actually happens in the next few scenes. There's a it's a montage, yeah. but it's a bunch of weird cuts of basically Tommy doing multiple things at once including he's shooting him with ball bearings out of a <laughs> out of a slingshot behind a pillow fort but then also shooting a gps at him and then also monitoring the gps which is the <laughs> same cut that they'll make like three four more times throughout the movie <laughs> of just a close up of a gps blinking in the same spot and it doesn't change <laughs> Oh, man. And now we finally get some, like, real Home Alone traps here. Um, One of them, I thought he was going to try and burn down the castle, which, I mean, I guess probably should have happened in that scene, but does not, it does not. <laughs> I really thought he was going to try to burn down this entire castle just to get rid of one fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the first trap, the guy hits a tripwire, and he gets... This is like the funniest trap. He gets two darts to, to both sides of his neck. The neck. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I would tap out at that point. <laughs> that seemed fucking awful. And he walked through it fine. But I was just, I, dude, I saw that. And I was like, I'd be done. I'd be like, you know what? Crime's not for me. <laughs> Crime doesn't pay. This is fucking awful. I'm fucking done. Two darts to the neck. Uh, the second trap is he lights the basement on fire. Not a great trap, right? Because he doesn't light the guy on fire. He just, the guy's walk, the guy sees him. Santa sees the kid, and then the kid just lights the floor on fire. Uh, it sounds like a- Yeah, it sounds like, okay, I'll see, you up. I'll, see, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll see you upstairs because I've successfully tracked you through this whole house this entire time. <laughs> so I'll see you in two minutes, which he does. <laughs> <laughs> Because they go upstairs and then the boy has manufactured what I assume to be like a a fucking bouncing Betty grenade, right? He fills up a toy grenade with marbles and gunpowder. Yeah, fucking shrapnel. Fucking insanity. 
And I was so excited to see this happen. And, uh, but it doesn't. Dude, that, this is like the scene that made me feel disappointed because he could have fucking blown up, like, at least make Santa lose, you know, a fucking use of his legs or something. (laughs) Dude, I fucking, instead, it's a long, it's a long ass scene that builds up tension because it's like a showdown. Like, Santa's right there and the train, is moving uh, fucking snail's <laughs> pace. slow. That, yeah. And Santa picks it up and, like, puts it to his ear and, like, caresses it. And this lasts for, like, six minutes but from the time that he lets the train go and it gets to Santa Claus. And Santa just puts it back down and sends it back to the kid. It is the... It's so fucking long. So, basically, he puts the bomb, the little grenade, on a train, and there is a trip on the tip of the train that I guess he was like, it'll hit his boot <laughs> and explode. But you know, of course, and I'm watching it and I'm like, you know, if this train's coming near me and this kid has set up traps already, I'm not, I'm just going to walk away from the fucking train. Just sidestep it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going so slow. Um, but fortunately it stops even before it gets to him. And I'm like, okay, that's more realistic. What's <laughs> more, but then it gets fucking way worse because Santa's like, Oh, you little bitch. <laughs> and then he winds up the fucking train. <laughs> and sends it back to him so we get to watch the train go back and forth across the world's longest room twice. <laughs> and this time it misses the kid and he's like, oh, geez, okay. But then looks and he's like, oh my God, it's going to hit my grandpa. <laughs> going right towards grandpa. In, in the, the armor, armor suit. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and the kid's debating whether he should stop the train or not. He's like, you can see it in his face. He's like, oh, God, do I stop it and reveal myself? Which, like, dude, we know you're there. Which, by the way, but by the way, Santa Claus 100% knows the kid's there. Because the kid, like, leaned out from behind the train to set the train going. And that's why Santa sent it back that way. <laughs> and also, is this train really going to do that much damage? Because the kid jumps out like he's going to die. Right, Santa's. I mean, I mean, Grandpa is in armor. Arguably, like the best situation for Grandpa with this grenade. Absolutely, let it hit him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it doesn't. And then the kid jumps on it, and then Santa runs, and he jumps on the kid. (laughs) (laughs) And like they're all gonna die at this point. And the fuse lights, and they watch it go up, and (laughs) and nothing happens. It's a fucking dud. <laughs> what a choice. What a bold choice for this movie. Well, the cops show up. Because um, I guess Pilo alerted them. Um, wait, wait, before the cops show up, is is that when Santa Claus says uh, it's his turn to hide? Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, no, it comes after that. Okay. Okay. So, dude, that seems fucking ridiculous. So the cops show up. Also, the cops are listening to Midnight Special, which yeah. weirdest choice of all time. Fucking <laughs> a gun control song in France. <laughs> the fuck? Listened to by a cop. <laughs> um, and I don't know what happened, but what happened to Santa? I mean, I guess Santa's, I don't know, but the grandpa needs insulin, we find out. Yeah. 
And somehow the GPS is sent back to the kid via a toy car. I don't know. Somehow they all separated, right? The <laughs> dude again. Santa was literally laying next to a child on top of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. They get away. They separate. Um, and then Santa sends the GPS back to the kid on the toy car, and the kid's like, "Oh my god!" And then Santa gets him, and he grabs him, and he's holding him from behind. from behind. The kid is toast. There's no way to escape this. <laughs> Except like, the only thing in the, in the viewer's mind is like maybe maybe grandpa somehow like redeems himself or like the cops come in at the, the right time. That's what I thought was gonna happen. What happens? Because that's though? the fucking most logical thing. <laughs> what happens is Santa's just like goes, my turn to hide. You you be it. Like it's a fucking game, which which again it really highlights how deranged this man is, but it's but also Watching the movie is fucking frustrating because it's like, what is this guy's? What what is the end game? Why is, why do we even care? Why do we care about whether he catches the kid at this point? His exact words he's are, caught him. He's caught him. His exact words were, "Now I hide and you seek." And it took me, dude, like a legitimately sixty seconds to be like, "Wait, did he really say that right, or is that a bad translation? Why would he do that?" You know, like I was like, "That can't be right." And then right. It was right. <laughs> and I was like, dude, that kid's been seeking the whole time, pretty much. <laughs> and he's like, you count to 20, and then you find me. <laughs> Which, why wouldn't the kid just leave? That's what he tries to do. <laughs> Thomas is like, all right, I'm out of here. Runs away, steals the cop car that's outside. He's on the road. He even uses the radio and uses like police talk. He's like, this is car 427. Call into base. And the base is like, this is base. Call 427. Where are you going? <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. And then Santa just pops up from the backseat. Dude, the Michael Myers thing is so prevalent in all the movies we do now. And he's just like, but he basically is just like, boogie, boogie, boogie. And the kid crashes the fucking car. <laughs> why would he do that? it's fucking insane um kid handcuffs him to the car great move but doesn't matter because he just like walks freely out of the car <laughs> why does that happen? <laughs> that's a great point <laughs> He, dude, there's not even a scene of him like trying to rip off the thing or anything even <laughs> like that. He handcuffs him to the car. The kid runs away. And then the next scene is an out shot of the car. We just see outside of the car. The door opens and the guy just walks the fuck out. <laughs> oh, man. And, and the kid goes into the house. Um, or no. The kid's outside. But he somehow managed to get a gun, I assume, from the police car. The cop, yeah. The cop. And, uh, like, a really, again, another, like, kind of poignant scene here where the kid's laying. He's fucking covered in mud. Santa's chasing him. He's above him. And the kid's like, why are you doing this to me? Like, why are you doing this? And I, I, don't, I don't think Santa says anything. He just kind of starts taking a step forward. But there seems to be some type of element of where Santa's like, Maybe feeling remorseful, maybe? Did you notice that or no? 
I did not. I, I, I can't. I honestly, I can't tell. This guy's just fucking disgusting. So I would. I, it doesn't matter <laughs> if he felt remorseful or not. And the kid shot him, r- rightfully so. But it was clear, like, the kid did not want to hurt him still. Like, right. he had him. He, he had the gun on him and was still hoping, like, he would just turn away. Um, but he took a step forward and the kid shot him. So he goes back to the house. Grandpa is now unconscious in a suit of armor. Um, and now the kid's crying, don't die, Grandpa. Breathe, breathe, breathe. He hits him with the insulin. And thankfully, Grandpa is alive somehow. <laughs> but so is Santa. Santa's back. Oh, man. And the, the Santa looks like he's going to get the kid. But Grandpa, blind Grandpa, takes a shot. A lucky fucking shot and uh, at a blob of red color, which really isn't that lucky. <laughs> it's pretty easy to differentiate the giant Santa Claus from the small child. <laughs> and he shoots him. Thomas's mom finally shows up just in time to find her shell-shocked kid sitting over the corpse of Santa Claus. Dude, this ending is so bleak. Like, like I know he survived, but the kid's just like, what does he say? He's like, it's my fault. I just wanted to see him. Yeah. And it ends with a close-up of boots under the chimney, which I didn't totally understand. <laughs> I don't know. But, man, what a, not a great kids movie, not a family movie by any means. To, to to sue Home Alone might be ridiculous. <laughs> a lot more heart in Home Alone. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> um, nonetheless, a fun movie to watch. I, I, I did have a decent time with it. I remember the first 30 minutes flew by in this, which is rare for the movies we watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I usually check the timer just to see how things go and. To see this at 30 minutes where it was, I was like, oh, my God, like, this this is going to be a fun movie to watch. <laughs> like, whereas there's movies where I swore we've watched for an hour and I've checked and it was like 28 minutes. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> so it, it's an effective movie, right? It, it It's a movie. <laughs> Unlike some of the other things we watch. I would say watch it. It's on Shudder. Yeah. Absolutely. How did Joe Bob do with it? Oh, that was something we didn't even talk about on the show. It was after we announced this, Joe Bob said he was doing it. Or did we, we talk, talk we about, talked about it last week? Oh, yeah, we, we did? About last oh, it did. Yeah. It already happened last week. All right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, was it a good Was it a good show? It was. It was a good show. He did that in uh, Christmas Evil. Christmas Evil? Yeah. What the fuck is that? It's pretty solid. I'm gonna look it up. Have I seen it? That I don't know. Oh, dude, I remember this cover. Have we really not done this? We have not. No. That's crazy. That's crazy. Fuck, dude, I remember this cover so vividly. Fuck. I think we did New Year's Evil. Oh, we did. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> we definitely did New Year's Evil. Was it also called New Year's Evil? Wait, what? Was it called New Year's Evil? Oh, yeah. I think so. It is. It is called New Year's Evil. <laughs> Damn it. They wasted those two movies. The, yeah, the two Eves. The two Eves. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Um, what are we doing next week? Did we talk about that? Did we figure that out? 
No, I know we, <laughs> no, we said we were going to do all seven wrong turn movies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> to start the new year. <laughs> That's madness. Um, I feel like maybe we should... <laughs> I feel like maybe we should rethink that. Um, <laughs> all 12, uh, 12 puppet masters. All, yeah. Oh, God. We, Instagram Live's fun, man. Some good ideas come out of it. Some really bad ideas also come out of it. Um, yeah, so we don't have anything for next week. And it is the 29th. It's New Year's Eve. I feel like we should do something fun. Yeah, let's uh, let's not determine right now. Let's let's look what our what our options are. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's yeah, and we'll announce it on Instagram this week. Um, but also, curtains this Saturday, the twenty sixth at nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Patreon mangle experts they get in for free. If you're interested in buying a ticket, uh, visit ihatehorror.com. There will be a link there to order tickets. So click that. It'll bring you to a PayPal page that I somehow fucking created. I don't even know how. Hopefully it works. And then I'll have your email and I'll send you the tickets through that. If you have any issues, just message me, DM me um, on the Instagram at I hate horror and uh, we'll get it straightened out. But that's going to be a fun time, man. The last live show was a blast. And I think everyone that joined us on the free live show last month also was like, holy shit. It was definitely a great time. Yeah, yeah. Looking and forward to it. And we're not going to do uh, the free live shows as often, probably every like three months or so. Um, so we'll do another one maybe February, February-ish. Maybe when you have a house. Maybe we'll wait till you have a house. <laughs> that to, works. To do two live shows. To not, to not do it in a freezing cold summer. Yeah, that would be that would be a good time. <laughs> Never be been more cold in my life. Uh, dude, I'm honestly probably going to get like pneumonia. <laughs> I really hope not. Um, that's it. Yeah, I though. just sent you a oh. link. I just sent you a link of the top ten New Year <laughs> New Year's Eve horror movies, which goes along to our point where it's like you don't need to make a top ten. Like maybe maybe <laughs> be like, hey, these two movies are good because stretching it into the top ten best New Year's Eve horror movies is a fucking enormous stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, I'm so excited to see. What'd you send it to me on? Uh, Instagram. Oh, I'm under the I hate horror. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Wait, let's look at it real quick while we're on the air. On the air. Oh, well, the first the first one's obviously New Year's, New Year's Evil. And then the second one, the second one looks like it could be fun, right? Okay. Um, bloody Bloody New Year. Yeah. I've never seen it. Then we have Terror Train, which we already did for the show. But then we go into Steel Trap from 2007, Jesus which the Christ. cover looks terrible. Dude, that is like uh, the most got, like early 2000s cover. That yes. Dimensions Extreme brand yes. was such trash. Yes. The sig- we have The Signal, which does not look great. Uh, Daywatch. <laughs> Lifeblood. Sickness House, which honestly, Sickness House looks like the most miserable piece of shit of all time. Look at that. Dude, the tagline is very cozy and highly contagious. <laughs> Dude, that's at Brain Damage Films, which uh, I, I feel like we've done something from them before. Dude, End of Days. End of Days with Arnie. I feel like that might be the one. 
<laughs> end of days out of all are fine. I mean, I'm not doing any of them other than end of days or uh, bloody new year. Yeah, so I agree. With you, you choose between the two. Dude, at the end of the century, Satan visits New York in search of a bride. <laughs> And fuck, <laughs> fucking right, Arnold Schwarzenegger stops him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do end of days. All right, we, I think that might be the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. That's dude. I've never seen it. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I remember he promoted it on WWE and somehow like won the WWF championship, but didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a weird thing, but. Somewhat geared to at New Year's. That's that's. I mean, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Like, even if it's because there's nothing that's geared towards New Year's entirely. It's a fucking idiotic holiday. Um, I just remember Corn was on the soundtrack, dude. And, and, oh, and, and it had uh, it had Power Man Five Thousand, right? Yes. Nobody's realized from that, dude. Its soundtrack was. I remember probably the most like hyped up soundtrack at that time. Cause I think you're talking about when corn had finally like overthrown backstreet boys, like on TLC or T wait, what was it called? Yeah, Not TLC. TLC. Yeah. No, 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 no. TR TRL. TRL. <laughs> yeah. And they, uh, yeah, the soundtrack was massively, uh, promoted. Dude, I just, I just pulled it up. It so has corn as corn everlast. Limp Bizkit, Guns N' Roses, The Prodigy, Rob Zombie, Eminem, Power Man 5000, Sonic Youth for some reason. That's, that's, <laughs> and that, Creed. That, that, does not, that does not fit. Yeah, but Creed at least, they, had, they were on the Scream soundtrack with like, what if? You All know? Right, sure. Sonic, Sonic Youth? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh my god, this is wild. Yeah, this is a new metal soundtrack. Yeah, maybe we should review the soundtrack too. Okay. It features the first song released by the new lineup of Guns N' Roses. What was the song by Guns N' Roses? It was Oh My God. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, it was the first... Whatever. We can talk about it on the show. That was so fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Axl Rose was such a piece of shit for like so long. (laughs) First, Oh My God was played live four times in early and late 2001 on the first leg of the Chinese Democracy Tour. How did they have a tour for Chinese Democracy Dude, in 2001? In 2001? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It wasn't released till like 2015. <laughs> Dude, that is the first leg of the Chinese Democracy Tour. How many legs does that tour have? <laughs> Dude, so the album was eventually released in two thousand eight, <laughs> and then they continued the tour in two thousand nine. The ten year tour came to a close in two thousand eleven <laughs> with a New Year's Eve show. This is the perfect. This is a sign. This is the sign. Ten year tour. Ten year tour for Chinese democracy. How exhausting. Most bands don't even, like, their entire careers are less than 10 years. 2002 to 2012, one tour. <laughs> one tour, probably, like, 15 shows. Max. Oh, my God. That's incredible. All right, guys. So, that's what we're doing. End of days <laughs> next week. I'm excited. And then I think what I'll do is, finally, this week, I'll spend some time and... uh 
put that together. Oh, also, I wish I mentioned this earlier. Uh, pre-orders are going to open up next week after our live show. Um, we'll do it the Sunday after the live show. Um, we will open them up officially after that, that the live show. Um, we're going to have a t-shirt. Fucking incredible. Uh, my friend at Indie Press, Aaron, he put together... Dude, I had some issues with the printing style of the last t-shirt. It kind of like fucked up in the wash after like a few washes. I did not love it. You had to wash it. Like you had to really take care of it, which I don't take care of my shirts. This new printing style is going to be fucking incredible. It's super soft, super smooth. Um, and with that new design, it's going to be inc- incredible. So um, sign up. Uh, I forget what I said. Oh, shop that I hate horror or store that I hate horror. Um, you can sign up for our um, MailChimp uh mailing list and we will email you when the pre-order goes live um we'll also be posting it on all of our social media um but sign up um we'll probably run the pre-order i'll probably do it for like two weeks this time um because i want everyone to make sure they get into it so check that out um store.ihatehorror.com sign up it's going to be i'm so excited for this two pins two mangle expert pins and a shirt are going to be available um We'll sell all of them individually, but the package is obviously going to be the the better deal. So um, check that out and that'll go live next weekend after our live show. Um, We're at Twitter at I hate horror show, Instagram at I hate horror, Facebook.com slash I hate horror. And what else? Patreon.com slash I hate horror. Joe, where can we find you? Instagram, Boognish1985. Yes, sir. And those are our <laughs> links. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I didn't drink a bottle of wine. I have to work tomorrow. Um, <laughs> anything else, Joe? <laughs> no, that is it. I am going to unthaw and uh, probably piss my pants before I can get into the bathroom. So give you something else for my dad to be mad about. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy, Joe. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate uh, you doing this for the show. It's It means a lot. So thank you all so much. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. A fucking zombie getting sliced and diced. The monster. Mutilated. Mutilated.